Hey, welcome to episode 18 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Sounds like a good plan for tonight, doesn't it? Sure does. It's been a long day. Absolutely. And if you've been following along out there with our from our previous episode, episode 17, which we called mm-hmm. our Small Bar Challenge. Small Bar Challenge. In which we answered... The question, the question we get the most. How do I start? Absolutely. What do I get? Where do I go? What, what, what do I do? What, what, what do I do to get started That's in exactly this? exactly right. And so we recapped all the basically tools that we've had up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we thought would be really the place and the first things you need to be able to get going. Not the bare minimum, but definitely a minimum. A minimum. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. absolutely. And then we challenge each other with a minimum spirits to make cocktails out of the things that we chose for our own particular bars. Right, exactly. So like kind of personal preference, we each picked a tiny little amount of couple bottles, I don't know, five, seven bottles a piece. Yep. And then uh, ended up creating a, a, a unique drink, maybe yep. not completely original, but a unique drink. And then we, <laughs> we challenged each other and to see who's better and uh, the results were that we both would win. We all win. <laughs> we all win when we're experimenting with cocktails. Absolutely, absolutely. So probably the next thing to do is uh, move on to our second half, which we are going to call... The Big Bar Challenge. So the Big Bar Challenge. <laughs> Sparing, once again, no expense on uh, sound effects, sound effects nope, here. Those are free. Those are going to be free and... <laughs> You know, Maybe someday I'll just do it into a pot or something. Done in, <laughs> done in real time here. <laughs> done live for your pleasure. Anyway, so Big Bar Challenge. And this is episode kind of the the a pair episode. The, uh, how do you say, the, the maybe sibling, older brother. That's right. Sibling episode to Small Bar Challenge. Basically, you're going to end up with a lot more things in your cupboard. That you will have the potential to do that. And when we were initially talking about this, kind of deciding kind of like how to answer that original question, where do I start? What do I get? We, you know, we bantied around and said, oh, we got to do this and this, and we'll tell them how to make this and do this. And that's why we originally came up with the idea to break it into two episodes to have small, kind of where you're going to start, and then the big bar challenge kind of like, well, kind of came out of that saying, well, yeah. where's the next level? And we decided really that it wasn't really going and buying everything from the store. I mean, Be- you shouldn't. It's it's expensive it's foolish. and foolish. It is foolish. And you should have things that you like. So <laughs> as we were talking about this episode, we kind of came to the idea that the challenge really is going to be for the, the kind of the, the user themselves. Is So we want to take this episode to challenge you guys to go to That's the next right. level yourself. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. And we're going to approach it from a couple of different angles, maybe whether it be more into kind of the tools area or more into the kind of spirits area, or just you know, we're going to have a fun conversation about that. I think it should be, I think it should be very good. I think so too. So I decided, or, you know, I was looking, I said, well, we should probably pick something out of our cupboard that we have is a little more unusual for our cocktails. And we probably should make some drinks. So. Well, yeah. Exactly. So I, so why I'm starting off with that is we should make a drink and Absolutely. then we can chat. Absolutely. Let's start out. So we have, um, yeah, I'm looking around. I'm like, well, we haven't made anything with any of these yet, or these are unusual combinations. Mm-hmm. And actually the first drink 
um, I want to talk about some of the places for inspiration. Mm-hmm. To get your challenge, to meet your challenge, get your challenge going. As you know, we have an Instagram account, and I look a lot on Instagram for recipes. And you can just hit your little save feature and like pull it up later and say, okay, well, I think I had those things, or I might need to expand right. Or I'd it. love to buy that. Yeah. So this time, I am going to feature a recipe um, courtesy of Ralphie Allen on Instagram. And the drink is called the Kelda. Oh, it sounds... And I, I looked over your shoulder and you're writing this down. It looked pretty good. It's an unusual one. So we are going to get the elderflower liqueur. Okay. St. Germain, I think, is the brand that we have. Yeah, that is right. And this time we're going to use Aquavit. Now, I don't think we've used Aquavit before. The Scandinavian liqueur. It is. It's a distilled spirit from mm-hmm. Scandinavia where it's been produced since the 15th century. Oh, wow. And it's distilled with grain and potatoes, and it's flavored with a variety of herbs. Um, I guess it's also popular in Germany, which I didn't know. It's definitely really herbal. The taste is really, really herbally. I know that courtesy of Wikipedia. There you are. Um, it has a distinctive flavor of spices and herbs, but mostly from caraway mm-hmm. and dill seed. That's a, that sounds like what I think it tastes like, exactly. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's kind of an unusual flavor, but it really is a good mixer. Mm-hmm. And so that's our going to be in our first recipe. That sounds great. Okay, so we're going to have Aquavit. Um, the Aquavit that we have is from Sound Spirits. They're a distillery here in Seattle. There you are. There is multiple places that create Aquavit outside of uh, Scandinavia. So take a peek. Try anything. Try it. Try it all. It's just like going to be like any other thing. If you try certain kinds of gin, certain exactly. kinds of, of you know vodka, they're all going to taste a little bit different. So you're going to need your fresh squeezed lemon juice. Of course. And this time we're going to use Dolan Dry Vermouth. All right. We've got that for sure. Okay, let's mix this sucker up. All right, are we gonna do? What are we gonna get? What do we need to get for glassware to make uh, this thing going? Okay, so we're gonna need a mixing glass to be able to mix okay, this drink. I got that. And I'm gonna use a coupe for this too, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw that in the freezer okay. right now. So we got a little ice in the mixing glass here. Yeah, can you throw some ice in there? We'll get a little ice in there. Oh yeah. And get my handy little measuring device here, and we're gonna do three quarters of an ounce of the elderflower liqueur. Okay, that is in there. Two ounces of Aquavit. Aquavit is going in. Okay. We are going to do a half an ounce of lemon juice. Lemon juice fresh squeezed right here. That's right. And we're going to strain that, of course, through that uh, fine metal mesh conical strainer. Absolutely. Here we go. We don't want too much pulp. Nope. And then a half an ounce of Dolan Dry Vermouth. And that is going in right now. Perfect. Okay, so let's go ahead and mix that with our spoon. I'm stir that up here. I'm going to grab our Hawthorne strainer for while you're stirring that. All righty. And uh, the refrigerated or froze uh, glasses hopefully are cool enough. Anything to give it an edge, it's fine. All Very right. good. Can you uh, go ahead and pour that in there, please? Let's give it a shot. This is a nice... Oh, that n- looks nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, like a nice light-colored sour. Yeah, it's um, kind of a kind of a, a a straw like a light straw color. I went outside and I grabbed a little piece of rosemary as a garnish on this one. Oh, and it looks nice too. Um, because this has a real herbaceous um, base to it, I thought it that would be a nice a nice mix. All right, let's see what you think about this let's one. Give this a try. And like, I think this is our first Aquavit cocktail we've featured on the show. What do you think? Oh, that that works really well. The Aquavit and lemon go really well together. It's very smooth. 
It super has... smooth. You're right. It's well balanced, kind of towards that smooth. There's a little sweet in there. Yeah, let me put. I I didn't put rosemary on Greg, so let me have him try it because I think that the smell of the rosemary is really nice with the taste on that one. It kind of creates a well, full. That is good. It creates a kind of a full experience. And that really, actually, it really super mellows it out with that in there too. Yeah, it's really. I think it's good. I think it was. A that's good really call. strange. Plus, it's difference. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty too. <laughs> no, that's a good cocktail. I like that. I would see that as a good go-to summertimey. So the, one of the reasons that we have that Aquavit is from doing tastings here in Seattle. Absolutely. And I would like to talk about that first, if you don't mind. Yeah, and I think that's the. It's a great place to start because a lot of times, you know, you can go to the liquor store and you're, you know, you encounter, you know. Huge amount of bottles. I mean, thousands of bottles. You really don't know where even to start unless someone's told you, hey, buy, you know, this or that or this or that. And Which isn't a bad suggestion because they, people no, who work, good. a lot of people who work there really do know they've given, you know, the people who have the liquor stores, they they give tastings sure. and they, the distributors come in. So they do and have. And we encourage that. Yeah, they do have knowledge about it. So if you're looking for something in particular, it's a great way to um, find somebody with some knowledge that can help you explore something different. Mm-hmm. But another way to do that, maybe my favorite way, is either locally or when we're traveling, sometimes we'll try to find places that we can go and do tastings of different mm-hmm. distilleries or different wineries. Or, sure. You know, and it, it really broadens your palate. And You'd it, be surprised the number of wineries that are uh, producing brandy as well. So you get a chance to go to the winery. Hey, there's your brandy right there to test too. So Or port. Or, or ports, yeah, absolutely. I, and I really like, you know, I even like sparkling wine in my cocktails. Mm-hmm, and sure. I like wine in my cocktails. Sure, and we absolutely. haven't we haven't dove completely into wine based cocktails, which we will do in a oh, yeah. future episode. Stay tuned. But we for sure did the New York Sour. Yeah, which is a great a combo of the of basically the two elements of uh, uh, a uh, winery, which is your brandy and your brandy and your wine. Yeah, it's delicious. So you know, I think this is uh just a 101 on uh, going out, trying to get some additional information on things that are available. And, you know, we've gone to some kind of unusual things. I just did some rum tasting and the people were doing um, rums that were with a honey base. That's interesting. And, yeah, I made some sours out of them and they're delicious, mm. you know. And, and when you go to these places, you know, you're a small batch distillery, you know, maybe you won't like everything there. Maybe you won't like their whiskeys at all. And maybe, but you find the gin. Oh my gosh, I love that gin or that vodka. Oh, I really like that. Or it's the opposite way. Maybe you really don't like their gins or vodka, but you know, maybe you like their, uh, maybe you like their whiskeys. We had an occasion to go to a uh, distillery and you know, their whiskeys were all right. But the thing we really picked up was this honey rose liqueur. Kind of, they call it this cowboy honey rose liqueur. And it turns out to be one of our favorite mixers to get a little sweet edge on mm-hmm. something using it almost like a simple syrup replacing that into a lot of uh different recipes i like to always use i like to use it mainly in a uh old-fashioned replacing yeah. the sugar cube with just you know half an ounce or three quarters or uh, three quarters of an ounce of this honey rose liqueur and it really it's it really, really pops. good yeah, it yeah really pops. it's really good so i mean for example we went to puget sound rum, rum company and they had some mm-hmm. experimental releases so we ended up with rum finished in a maple syrup cask for mm-hmm. example and those are things you would never be able to i mean i don't know unlikely you'd be able to just find that if you went to the liquor store oh yeah so you know, I, I'd encourage people to go to establishments if there's anything available. If you're lucky enough to go to Kentucky and do tastings or, you oh, know. Oh, forget about it, right? Good. Yeah. Do it. Um, first of all, do it. 
But another way that you can kind of expand your palate um, is local tastings of things. You know, there's a lot of bars. Um, I really enjoy on a slower night because you have to be conscientious of bartender's time that sitting at the bar yeah, it's a when education. they're slower and really being engaged and having a conversation and really showing the bartenders that you're interested in the things that you're trying has been the best education for us. Absolutely. And generally these folks are doing this, you know, obviously they need to make a living, but also they do it because they're, they're passionate about it. If you're at a quality establishment, chances are the person behind the bar, it, has a real love for this type of a thing and they they're really interested in when you want to learn and you want to speak the language and you know you're if you're just interested in what they're doing and have an appreciation for what they're doing and you know, like Shan said obviously mm-hmm. you're not on a busy night they're not going to be able to engage you but yeah. be, if you're sitting at the bar be conscientious that this is this person's livelihood yeah, if you're sitting at the bar and they have time you know Chat them up. Ask them about the ingredients that are in there. Have them make you something. Tell them what you like. And, and, you know, a lot of times these guys are just hankering to do this type of thing. Well, and I think just like with any conversation in the world, if you have a passion for something and somebody else does and you find a shared passion for it, it's an easy conversation. And we have had very generous bartenders give us... Exam, you know, samples of certain things behind the bar or bottles you know. that we've never seen. We're like, what is that Amaro? What is that vermouth? And they're, oh, try this. This Even is great. Even bitters. They were like, we're like, mm-hmm. what's up for less bitters? And like, put it on your finger here, give it a try, you know? So um, they, I have found people to be very generous when you just sit at the bar and have conversations. Absolutely. And then that, that would, some, that's something you can take home then as in information. And then, Maybe you head out to Total Wine or maybe you get online and find out where you can find that particular bottle of whatever it was they had. And then mm-hmm. now it's part of your cabinet. Now you're moving on. Now you're a step step ahead. You don't necessarily need to quiz them and say, how exactly do I use this? What are the exact measurements you had in this cocktail? Just get the bottle, pick it up, take it home, use it with what you have in your small bar, try different ratios, and then you're on your way. And if you're measuring your different ratios, you should be able to kind of get to a place where you're like, oh, it's a little too Absolutely. sweet. It's a little too this. It's, it's right. you know, back off next time and write it down and you'll end up with something similar to what you liked. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, I I love bartenders for that. I We've really run into some very generous people. Absolutely. And, um, are, they're always been willing to share um their passion with us and it's been really exciting for us and really rewarding a lot of times too you know you can ask and if you get a relationship and you're saying i'm having trouble making this at home what do you think i'm what i'm thinking you know it always comes out like this what do you think i'm doing and then Mm -hmm. a lot of times they know exactly what you're doing like no no no, do this instead of that or don't use that and use this and so yeah well you know you uh got the best recipe for sazeracs from a local place here Mm -hmm. in in seattle because the bartender was willing to and they're also helpful with like practical questions like scaling drinks up and scaling drinks, you know, for uh, you're making more than one at a time. They have some great hints for stuff like that. You know, it's not really just a direct measurement out. So they have good hints. The one thing I really like about going to bars. So I'm going to talk about books here in a minute and, you know, the places you can find your own recipes. And we've and hopefully you're also using our Instagram. So you'll have a leg up. Absolutely. But one one thing I really like about going out is, yes, we have enough things that we can make at home. That's true. Mm-hmm, we have a large bar. <laughs> but there are, once you get into this, you realize the things that are really more complicated than the time you want to put 
and the time and investment that you want to put in at home. Well, it's the same thing like going out to eat. You know, you're not going to make, you're not going to eat scrambled eggs out. Yeah, probably not. You're going to have have to. (laughs) Only if you have to. But you're going to, you know, it's the same idea. You know, that's where you're going to explore. That's where you're going to challenge yourself to have something different. You're going to try to expand your horizons a little bit. And that's, that's the way we do it. So the things we look for when we go out, you know, I'm I'm looking for recipes either that have ingredients I've never tried. Mm-hmm. That would be the simplest version. Yep. Something you can purchase but just have never purchased and never tried. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And, you know, that's how we've, like, run into multiple vermouths and mo- mm-hmm. multiple amaros. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can even ask them and they'll give you a little sample taste of it sure. so you can see what it tastes like. The other thing, but here's primarily what I look for now when we go out. I'm looking for, are they making their own bitters? Yeah. Um. And are they unusual bitters I wouldn't be able to buy, you know? Are they making their own shrubs? Are they making their own simple syrups? Are they, you know, doing infusions into the alcohol? Because those are things, especially infusions, I'm not willing to sacrifice a bottle of whiskey right. for and, something I've never tried And I don't think before. a lot of us are. You know, maybe a small jar full, and you can maybe experiment at home, but that's a good way to kind of find out how they're doing stuff. And a lot of times they'll just tell you, if you ask, hey, how did you make that infusion? They'll tell you how to do it. And then you could do it at home with a full bottle or pour a little into a mason jar and try the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of how another tool for you to use is not only experimenting with other stuff you can purchase, but experiment with that stuff you see on the list that you just can't purchase because it's something made, handmade there right by the bartender, right there in the in the particular establishment you're at. Also makes me think about when we went, we kept trying cocktails that had chartreuse in it. But sure. chartreuse is so expensive to buy for this small right. amount that oh, you God, need yeah. that I would tend to just only drink drinks that had chartreuse in when you, it when, when I out, was yeah. out. Because <laughs> like, they're all the same cost. I'm buying it. that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get to that point, you're like, oh my God, I saw that chartreuse, but it was $90 a bottle. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah, just have it when you're out. So that's uh, some helpful hints on how to, you know, kind of expand out your large bar. That's how you're going right. to find things that you're going to want to buy or make. And that's really right. our, that's really kind of where our challenge part of this whole thing comes in. Cause like, okay, now, now you've got to go out. Now you've got to go do your research online. Now you got to go do your research at your favorite watering hole and, you know, talk to the bartenders, to, you know, and get out there and uh, really kind of expand your horizons in, 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 but that's not the only way to do it. No. Uh, books are great. Absolutely. I love books. And like I said, Instagram is Absolutely. hugely helpful. There's a couple of books that I would suggest right off the top. Sure. One would be uh, the Canon Cocktail Book. Absolutely. One of the good ones. Um, we already did basically a whole episode on how we got started, and that was using the Experimental Cocktail Club book. We, we gave them a lot of love, a full episode we dedicated. Sure did. <laughs> so they have been covered, and they're quite dog-eared here in our house. Um, there is a book also called the Waldorf Astoria Bar Book. This it's fantastic. Um, has so many recipes, and it, it is a fantastic book. And it is, it's actually the person who wrote it actually did a fantastic job writing right. and um, goes into some details. We we have a dog-eared copy of this at this point with tons of my little markers in it. Mm-hmm. And on the and this is a hint. I mean, I think it's good to have a notebook or something at home. So when you stumble upon a recipe you like, or when you've created your own recipe, you have somewhere to write it down. Mm -hmm. We use the back of this book. Yeah, we've got a ton of stuff written in the back of the Waldorf. Yeah, so we just use it. And if we've like found an alternate 
uh, alternate alcohol for something or something that just really struck our fancy or a different recipe mm-hmm. we write it in the back of this book i'm running out of pages i gotta stay on that one so we exactly. have to do something we'll have to go to the front at some point and there's a lot of good stories in that book too they got a look at stories about the way kind of drinks have come to be crafted and kind of like how they're kind of the original interpretation and the modern interpretations so they've got a lot of that and it's you know real easy to use and it's a great book there's a lot of books that also talk about like full-on bartending techniques that i could recommend too mm-hmm. um but for now, let's just, we're going to start. One recipe book that I highly recommend while you're building out your bar is a book called Shake, Stir, Sip. And it's Great place by, to start. It's by, Car, I think it's Cara Newman. And it's 50 effortless cocktails that are made in equal parts. You heard that right. Equal parts, everybody. It's so, she has done a fantastic job of just kind of culling down recipes that use equal parts, as she says. So she starts with um, one that's like a two-part recipe. Then she goes to three-part, mm-hmm. four parts, and I think five parts. Um, and the so simple. You're, if you're using one ounce of something, you're using one ounce of it all the way through the recipe. So kind of easy stuff to remember. And she's got you know her interpretations of classic drinks in there too. So you're going to see things like. The Negroni, you're going to see, I think, the sidecars in there, and I think you're going to see some other stuff. You know, the, the names you recognize, you know, you're definitely going to see those in there and have a quick and easy way to start making those right now. Yeah, I would start with, I honestly would start with this sure. uh, Shake, Stir, Sip book. Great it, place to get inspired. Good it, pictures, too. Oh, beautiful pictures. Really simple to follow. And you're just going to be impressed. Honestly, I have so many little markers in this. You're going to be impressed by the mm-hmm. quality of the cocktails. And then you can dive into these other books and you might even find, you know, we did this for the next, are you almost ready for your next drink? Um, Cause we found the recipe she used and then I dove into the Waldorf Astoria to look for an additional one. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, you know, uh, you can find like Shannon alluded to, you can, find the same drinks she has in there in other books that are not equal parts but the great place to start is with that equal parts and then you can fine tune your technique out a little farther down the road if you as you pick up more books yeah. i think you're going to find yourself simple, it's a, such a simple and place it's a pretty to book start. too it's a good looking yeah, book too it's, it's really nice. pretty it's small it's just about the right size and everything's you know the type is just the right size and it, and she does a good job if you have friends that are interested and they haven't gotten into it great present makes a great christmas present yeah it's sure. a really nice little size it's a, uh, you know i i really like this a little actually bit. most of these books i mean outside the waldorf the waldorf is mainly print and illustrations but most of these books that we have are have great pictures in them they're great coffee table books they're great conversation pieces they would all make a great gift i mean i would love to get something yeah. like these and it's we a good have point about the waldorf though because yeah. it is it's just all text it's text but it's, it's like a bar book but it's got you know? it's got uh, illustrations in there but it's it's chock full of good stuff so it's and it looks great when it's all dirty and stained up and drips. <laughs> and it has and writing all over writing the back all of it, over like it. Says, so, we felt yeah. like it was appropriate, right? It looks great. <laughs> it looks great. So, you know, I think I think we're really kind of covering the bases here about the challenge that you're going to have now, which is to be finding your own way through this, which is really going to be finding what you enjoy, finding something new. And that includes, you know, heading out and uh, exploring mm-hmm. at your local watering ho- holes. Yes, please and then, do that. And then going to your bookstores. <laughs> <it's> fun. <laughs> and, and it definitely is fun. So, you know, little knowledge is dangerous, right? So, hey, get out there and get dangerous. So, uh, we alluded to the fact that we may have a second cocktail We have here. a second cocktail, So, we probably yes. should give these guys our second cocktail here in the 
big bar challenge. Well, I'm assuming that they're by now their glass is pretty dry. I would think so. They're probably ready for another one. Okay, on this one what again, do we got? Uh, let's uh, throw another or pl- carefully place another coupe into or cocktail glass into the fridge or the freezer so okay. we get it chilled. And this time we are going to be making a drink called the Corpse Reviver Number Two. Fantastic. Yes, Corpse Reviver Number Two. And what we're doing on this one, because we have this as a gift from some friends, is we are going to be using the Empress Gin. Ooh la la. Now, the Empress Gin, according to their website, was inspired by the beautiful tea service at the iconic Empress Hotel in Victoria, B.C., which we love. And uh, we actually have done tea service there on multiple uh, anniversaries. It's fun to do. So this gin is unusual, though, because the gin has the, let's see, what's it called? Like pea, pea flower? Pea flower mm-hmm. in it. And pea flower has an unusual color, and it will change color depending on what things get mixed with it. Absolutely. So when it comes f- directly from the from the bottle, mm-hmm. it's a purple, like a deep purple. Right, it's kind of a lavendery deep, but le- leaning more not like bright purple, but it's kind of—it's definitely a purple color. You can't mistake it. But when you add some citrus to it, it turns almost like a pink. Mm-hmm. It's still a little purpley, but it does go pink. It does it, go more pink. It's a pretty dramatic change. Mm-hmm. Between it's fun. It's fun to watch. So first, it's fun because it's like magic. It's just like magic, but it's better because it's drinking. Now, the Corpse <laughs> Reviver 2, number 2. Pretty classic. It's a classic cocktail, the Corpse Reviver. And it generally uses a London dry gin. Mm-hmm. But we're using Empress because I wanted to find unusual things in our cupboard. Absolutely. So this is one of the things you could find when you're out and about. You find this and boom, bring it home. And now you're putting it into all your gin based You'll know it because it's purple. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So we're going to also use Cochi Americano, mm-hmm. which is a... Uh, it's like a light-colored vermouth. Right. That's from the James like Bond episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's, that's why James we had Bond. it. So. Mm-hmm. See how it all links together? It's all coming together. That's from episode 007. We bought nothing for these drinks mm-hmm. that we didn't yeah, this already was all, have. Yeah, this is all the stuff that was in the house. We're going to be pulling out Contro. Okay, that's uh, the orange liqueur. Fresh squeezing some lemon juice. Have some left over. And a couple dashes of absinthe are going to go into this, too. We've got that. Yeah, we have those from the New Orleans episode. Mm-hmm. From the Satherac. Okay, so mixing glass again on this one. Okay, we'll throw we'll some ice in put there. A little ice in that mixing glass. Perfect. This is so simple. All right, here uh, we go. Remember how we were just talking about the equal parts cocktail? It's going to be easy. Yeah, this is one ounce of gin. Okay, there we go. One ounce of the Cochi Americano. Cochi Americano with the rooster on it. Here we go, it's in. <laughs> one ounce of Contro which is orange liqueur. Okay, it's going in there. And one ounce of fresh lemon juice. Use your strainer so we don't yeah, give me get that, the give me that pulp strainer. out of there. Knock yep. the pulp out of that. Perfect. Okay, there, okay, there we go. Hold on. All right, it's going in there. Very good. And on this one, let's do two dashes of absinthe in there. Okay. So we're just gonna... mixing it right in. You're not rolling in the glass or anything like that. Yep, so we're going to put that right in there. We're going to put a little, I don't know, maybe a quarter. Quarter teaspoon probably is that's probably yeah. let's just go like this. How sometimes about like that? There two, we go. Sometimes it has a little dashy thing on it. There we go. This is it, just a, a twist a twist stop on this one. So there we go. There's there's two dashes. How about you that? You know what I did is two dashes and I just filled the little lid that came on the absinthe just okay. a little bit. 
That's All a good right. idea. That's about a quarter teaspoon. So yeah. that's perfect. I, think I mean, quarter, no, I didn't fill it up. I filled it like halfway. I think we talked it's about this once. I think lid. the quarter teaspoon is a uh, is a dash technically. I think quarter teaspoon. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, I think the it'll smallest, be fine. It was the smallest teaspoon, smallest spoon we had, so I think we <laughs> measured it. Actually, did measure it and said it was a dash. So anyway, here we are. Are we gonna stir this thing up? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and stir it. No, I think okay. you could either do a mixing glass on this one or a shaker, but we were doing mixing glass because it's fancier and I like it. I'm already stirring it too. All so. right, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the glass out of the freezer. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, it's all it's here. Kind of we cold. go. You ready? Good. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and pour ready that for in this there. purple goodness. It's a kind of a lavender color. Look at that. It's, it's it's purple rain. Yeah, and they said on this one no uh no garnish. All right, so there it is, kind of a little you I know it's got you, a little hazy. It looks nice. It's pretty. It's a like I said, it's like a lavender color. Mm-hmm. It looks really pretty. And we have a. I might do a. I might. I don't know. They said no garnish, but I'd be tempted to throw a little lemon peel over the top of it. But what do you think? That's pretty good. That's pretty uh. It's definitely, definitely hitting the old tart glands on that one. It's definitely a sour. It's really good. It's so good. I, oh. And the combination of that, that. That is delicious. And that gin tends to be a little sweeter, I think. Yeah, that it gin does. tends to be a little sweeter. And I think it complements well having that absinthe in there, kind of that strange licorice taste on top of that. But then also with the big, you know, acidic punch of the. Uh, of that uh, lemon juice. Mm-hmm. It's good. This is a I good cocktail. I like it. I've always liked the Corpse Survivor. I've liked it. I think this Empress Gin, like you said, I think it's a little, almost has a little, well, there's also um, vermouth in here too, which is adding to the sweetness, but. Right. Well, Dolan's not super sweet. It's Dolan, right? Uh, no, it's Kochi. Oh, it's Kochi. Americano. Well, Kochi's a little bit sweet. I think that this gin, though, is as, good, well it's balanced. not as juniper no, 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 no. Forward as some of the other gins are. So I think that's why they have you use that Tanqueray or London Dry on this, is so you get that kind of like really subdued gin flavor. Because this is really, this is a really well balanced cocktail on the acidic side. I would say it's on the acidic side a little tiny bit, on a little bit on the bitter mm-hmm. side. Yeah, not as kind Which of I super love. neutral as the uh, previous one was. The previous one very super neutral, but v- again a good flavor. The so. first one is uh, a little more herbaceous to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more like it's pretty neutral. I mean, if you're going to describe it as far as you know, yeah, is it I, sweet? Is it I tart? I have a little bit less in my, left in my glass. So yeah, I agree. It's yeah. um, it is more neutral. The one that we have here, uh, the Corpse Reviver number mm-hmm. two, has a little sweetness to it. I am right. I can't pick a favorite. No, I think I like them again. Both. I think you know, as far <laughs> as the challenge part goes, we win. We both win because they're both fantastic drinks and they're very easy. And hopefully, you guys will win by helping expand your own particular library, both with books, Instagram recipe collections asking out you know all the things you need to do just kind of figure out the things that you're going to want to purchase to have at your house right? absolutely kind of just the, the next step in your evolution because that's really what it is that's really what this is is kind of an evolution of your uh what you have in your your cooking space slash drinking space you know you're, it's really an evolution shan if folks want to see pictures of these cocktails and get the excruciatingly uh simple and accurate <laughs> directions to make these cocktails. Where would these guys go to find our Instagram account? You can find us on Instagram at Amateur Bartending 4, which is the number four, Immature, mm-hmm. where we have the, like I said, excruciatingly simple recipes <laughs> and pictures to help support it. And we, surprisingly accurate measurements. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, please find us on, on there and give us a follow so that you can use it as your own recipe book. That's right. And remember, there's tons of stuff on there that goes beyond all the episodes that we have, including everything from all the episodes is on there too. So dig deep on that. Also, keep listening to us because if you want to expand your bar out, we're going to give you a, some serious help moving forward. Absolutely. If we haven't already done some serious damage to your pocketbook. <laughs> Absolutely. So as always, please remember, we really appreciate when uh, folks follow us on whatever, wherever you're getting your podcast, please follow us because that's the thing that really helps us and we love to hear your comments and uh, keep, uh, you know, everybody that's just right. keep enjoying the podcast because we're really enjoying doing yeah, it. Shan, this is a fun episode. I love the fun. I yep. love the two-part aspect of having the small bar, large bar challenge. So, uh, I guess uh, we can say uh, cheers. Cheers at this point. That's right. And until next time, happy cocktailing, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah, happy cocktailing. <laughs>